0: Deep fake.
1: hello everyone and welcome to the core collective podcast i'm ryan and, Hi, that's eric. and i'm eric jesus christ <laughs> uh we're back um for the few of you who do listen to this podcast um it's our first episode and i think like fucking three or four months now probably three months it's been uh, a while yeah um pretty excited to do this we're gonna be talking about our Top five records and maybe some runner ups for the year, and uh, maybe a couple of concerts that we went to, maybe our favorite concert of the year. Um, pretty sure I know mine of the very few that I went to. Um, but yeah, we're just gonna talk about some music and uh just real quick before we get into it, we'll probably be trying to do this at least once a month again, um, moving forward um, and then if it gets picked up. If it, if it picks up, we will uh, do uh, once every other week. So, if you like the podcast, make sure you listen to it and share it around. What's up, Eric? You look like Not much, man.
2: Not much. I'm just excited to talk to you about the music that we listen to and tell
1: you that you're wrong
2: in your top five.
1: Love it. I am really excited to talk about music. Um, we had an incredible year for music. Uh, almost every band that i love release something um my uh yeah honestly no like, i think
2: that's right yeah
1: yeah i was gonna say i think i think literally my top five bands all released a single or Better, yeah but i, I, I would say it's actually an album uh parkway thrice stellar's prada architects dig your guns um we have new bands bat. you know newer bands coming up uh royal coda bad omens um making a name for themselves both of those bands in the industry um we had uh straight from the path uh thornhill north lane i mean god damn
2: (laughs) there was a lot of music and then i missed a lot too
1: yeah like i didn't even say a fraction of what we've actually checked out this year um but before we get into like the music of the year i do want to kind of just knock it out knock it out right away because it's just it's fun to talk about but it's also something that's quick um of the concerts you went to this year. Is there one that really stood out to you?
2: Oh, well, I thought about talking about this too, or I thought we, we might talk about it. So I was thinking about it the other day. Um, you know, it was a lot of fun to go up north to Sacramento with uh, Brian and meet up with Jarrett up there and go to Swanfest. Uh, Swan Fest. That was early in the year, um, kind of a bad situation when we got there. Uh, regarding dance and all that stuff. We've already talked about that. Yeah. Um, But that was a really cool time. And then, um, you know, I think, man, I don't know. There's been a lot. Um, Devil Wears Prada was really good.
1: No, that's my favorite one. It's a toss-up
2: between the Devil Wears Prada Straight From the Path Dying Wish show that we had in August versus... For me, the Trivium, Whitechapel, Between the Buried to Me. Um, but if, I think I'd probably go. Oh,
1: I'm going to change mine, actually. Alexis on Fire. I mean, it was so fucking cool to just sing Alex along. Alexis on Fire. To fire every, really almost, I sing along to every fucking song, and I actually sang, you know, with the with the fans and the group. Nah, that's got to be Alexis on Fire for me. But also, yeah, the Day to Remember one we went to was fucking great. That was a uh-huh. really that was a really cool show. Um Ooh,
2: Ghost Inside Brooklyn Bowl with Chris. That was a really good time. Thrice in Vegas. Thrice was cool. Thrice was really good. Man, it's tough because there's a lot. Um man, I don't know. The Brooklyn Bowl thing was pretty cool. The venue was really cool.
1: Yeah, um, I'd say based off like performance and like my interaction with the concert, I'm gonna go to the Lexus on fire.
2: Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'll stick to the the Devil Wears Prada.
1: That was amazing too. Straight though. from the
2: Path show. God damn, it was good. But <laughs> no, we I was able to hit a lot of concerts this year. I did miss the Bad Omens concert because I'm stupid and picked the wrong day to buy tickets, but
1: um, it happens to the best of us.
2: Yeah. But um, yeah. So I'm going to go with uh, the Devil Wears Prada. And the, well, that one was cool too because they played a lot of older shit too.
1: They played a lot of they older shit. They played the shit. new song played the zombie before albums. the album
2: came out. Uh, they played the two zombie EPs, which is really cool. So they they had a longer set, and I think that that kind of encapsulated their. I mean, I think they went almost. Oh, well, they of for every sure record. played for like two
1: hours as well.
2: Yeah, plus "Dying Wish" was really good in the beginning, and then uh, "Straight from the Path" was great too.
1: So, yeah, I, I would like to say though. You know, if this if this episode was to ever like blow up and maybe someone in the industry could hear it, uh, snare drops can fuck off. I fucking yeah. hate them so much. Like, I cannot stand them. I just, it's so stupid. Like, we don't need that.
2: Yeah, I think I saw Ghost Inside what two times? I guess two times this year.
1: Yeah, we well, or yeah. was it? I feel the like the sound was, was horrible at a day to remember for Ghost Inside. But then you, yeah, but he still times. had the drop, and then we saw him three times, right? Well, you did, because you saw him at the Brooklyn wall twice.
2: Oh, I guess that makes sense.
1: Yeah, so you saw him three times.
2: So technically, yes, I saw him three times. Actually, man, that was really good, too, because they went through all their albums. They played yeah. three songs off of every album. That was pretty sick. Um, but anyway, yeah, I agree. The, the snare drops and, and Ghost Inside, Andrew's using those a lot.
1: I just think it's stupid. Like who else, it literally. We,
2: who else were we listening? It was it Devil? It was Devil Wars Prada, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, but it was uh Straight from the Path that really Craig, can you like use it too? bad. Did he? I don't remember. Yeah, it was it was so annoying. It's annoying to me because I think it's annoying to me though, like in defense of the drummer. Like I love the way the snare sounds live naturally. So why are we adding amplifying it when it doesn't need it? Yeah. I just don't get it like the 808 drops you know the bass drops like that makes sense that's different like that's a sound that you're not generating you can't make with the drums yeah you cannot make that it's so you're, different. you're creating a new sound but the snare i mean you can hear them when they're doing the sound testing before the band even comes on. yeah like the snare sounds fucking incredible all the time so it's like why are we adding a drop to it and it it sounds fake like it sounds so like synthetic and i'm not i don't know i'm really a stickler on that and then uh kubla khan's ep you can hear it very clearly in their ep there's an air drop in the audio and it fucking pisses me off too because those guys are insane and really don't need that like i don't they don't need it like the 808 drop was cool because it's just cool you know like it's a cool sound and what it does your car or when you see it live it's a fucking amazing sound to see live or hear live but the snare drop pisses me off so can we cut that shit out? I agree.
2: I agree, Ryan. I agree a lot because I we were there together and we both looked at each other like what the fuck.
1: Well, that's the thing about these concerts since we've been going cuz we love music so much, we also love the technicality of it and like them just the fact that they can set these bands up in 15 minutes and create this amazing music again live is out of this world in terms of live sound. So it's like when you 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 just take away from your hard work i think when you do something like that but you know do each their own i guess i just hate that that's such a fucking trend right now so i have a question for you um
2: this year if you if you can answer and remember what was a concert that you didn't go to that you're sad you didn't get to go to or whatever.
1: Uh, we were pretty fucking bummed out that the Northlane show got canceled like right before my birthday. Mm. I think it was like it got canceled way before, but it was like supposed to be, I think it was like literally the day before my birthday or something. Was, that yeah. was supposed to um that one sucked really bad just because I think North Lane's like one of the best bands in the genre. Uh between you know Adrian's work and then now Marcus, who's been there since Node. Um so that was a bummer, but then we're gonna go see them March first or February 17th, one of those two mm. dates.
2: Oh yeah, I don't remember. Because anyway. one
1: of them's August, the other one's Northlane and Fitzraking. So, are you, to, are you going to August? I might. I don't know yet. It's yeah. not going to sell out right away. It's going to, but not right away. Um, I don't know yet. It's at House of Blues too, isn't it?
2: August, Devil Wars, Prada and Bleed From Within.
1: Yeah. See, I like August live. They're killer live. Um, but no, I think Northlane was like the top of the list. Um, oh Thornhill, fuck it sold out that's right that was actually on my birthday yeah we
2: fucked that up that's right so there's two for me um one was the under oath well so it changed but the original one was under oath headlining with every time i die in spirit box oh yeah and that was i think that was in march or may um obviously with every time i die breaking up they got dropped off and i i feel like it was straight from the path they got put on with somebody i want to I can't remember who else it was on, but I want to see um, spirit box. And that was the whole thing. And then the other one that I missed just because nobody wanted to go with me and I, I'm stupid. I should have just literally gone by myself mm-hmm. was stick your guns, Kubla Belmont, Koyo, and some other band that I'm mistaken. Um, but to see Kubla Khan and stick your guns again would have been pretty cool. So those are the two that I didn't. Get. Well, I mean, North Lane, too, but that was because I didn't go to the other two North lanes. Was because they didn't have passports, uh, or or they couldn't get their visas. I think it was something like that.
1: Uh, well, that didn't like cost too much just to. Well, yeah. You know, actually, um.
2: Well, and they're not even on a label anymore. That's just them. So yeah, I mean, it makes sense that they're. That's probably why they're on a, a larger. Uh, tour when we get to see them hopefully this year yeah with uh, fit for a king oh true but uh but yeah so um i wanted to ask you too is uh let's get into it give me your top fives bro but don't just give them to me like tell me and start with five to one you, you know and give me a little something
1: Yeah, I think Architects is actually going to be number five because I think Mm -hmm. uh, the classic symptoms of a symphony, um, something like that. Um, I don't know. The album, I think, is actually really good. The problem is a lot of the songs just sound too long or they just feel too long. The classic symptoms of a broken spirit. was Close-ish. I don't know. I just think that like deep fake tear gas burn down my house when we were young doom scrolling a new moral low ground and be very afraid are fucking amazing i just feel like this should have been a uh b-side ep from uh for those who wish to exist um uh, i just it literally sounds like <clears throat> a different um or i'm sorry the second part of the album and i think they would have been fine with a lot of fans if they did that too or spit the bones actually not bad it grew on me um i love these guys though like i'm kind of a fanboy basically i've been listening to them since uh the here and now way back in the day um where they sounded like this they sounded even uh softer than this um so this kind of sound didn't bother me as opposed to the trilogy we base or the the trilogy i keep saying that we got you know with um lost forever, lost together. Um, All our gods have abandoned us and then deep Um holy hell. And then, uh, then they kind of just did for those who wish to exist, which is kind of a blend of all of their sounds. And this album kind of continues that. So it doesn't, the sound doesn't bother me and the lack of screams don't bother me because I'm already used to them kind of experimenting back and forth. Like I said, it's just the trilogy was so fucking heavy that, you know, a lot of people are just, that's all they want from architects and, I think that's perfectly fine. Um my thing is is that I don't want bands to sound the you know constantly sound the same and I just think there's a lot of songs on here that sound similar to each other but they stand out from their previous work. Um I just think they had a lot of fun with it. Just just they wanted to have fun with it, just do something different and I like it. But uh I do hope that we kind of get back into more screaming and stuff. Um I think what also made me appreciate the album a lot too is you know with advances in technology you can record live shows as an amateur and it's actually will still sound good as if you were there so i saw videos of tear gas and deep fake perform live and i was just like holy shit <laughs> those songs go off live which when i listened to this album personally i felt like this album would be really good live so um there's that going on for me because i will see them again to hopefully perform some of these songs and uh you know, I just like these guys. I like their story. You know, it's sentimental. Um, every time I've seen them though, they've put on one of the best shows I've ever seen. Um, they always are some of the best performers you'll ever see. Uh, Sam screams sound better live than they do on the record. I don't even know how someone can make that possible. And he's not the only one in the industry that can do it, but he never fails in, in from what I've seen personally. Um, so yeah, architects, uh, classic symptoms of a broken spirit. Check out Defake. fake. They're a little like Electro breakdown is fucking sick. Um, but that album really stands out to me. Um, it could have been better, like, there's no question about it, but um, you know, I, I can still listen to it and have a really good time. So, unless it's uh, born again or all the love in the world, because he literally says all the love in the world like 30 times. Um, <clears throat> number four. So we got one. So we already know what number one is, number two, number three. Um I'm actually just gonna stick to my favorite bands. So originally Bad Omens was on this list, but I'll talk about why it's not now in a little bit. Uh but the next album for me is Alexis on Fire. Uh the um what's it called? uh, uh Otherness, excuse me. Uh, this is an album that was extremely is highly anticipated for me. It's their first record in 13 years. They released Dog's Blood as their last uh, release with some singles afterwards um that should have been on this album as a deluxe edition or something. Amen, brother. Yeah. Um, I don't understand why they didn't do that. Kind of bothers the fuck out of me to be honest. Um, because those songs would fit right into this record. But I think this album from start to finish is damn near flawless in my opinion. However, if you listen to it, it does sound like they blended two EPs together. If you start with Committed to the Con and then end on Blue Spade, it sounds like the album can really just stop right there and then pick up again as a new thing with Dark Night of Soul, then ends with The World Stops Turning, which is an amazing song. But like I said, having seen them live and perform all these new songs live, plus some of their greatest hits, it's, it's fucking mind-blowing. These guys haven't stopped doing what they do best, and that's making great music and performing it live. Um, so i'm really grateful that i got to see them again uh, i've only seen them twice now so that was fucking legit but they're at number four because it's also nothing that we really haven't heard them do before it's just a continuation of what they do best which is write really good music but i would say besides a few songs they didn't really do anything too new here uh survivor's Guild does start off like something like old school and classic and then kind of just goes into a heavy punk song which i think is cool um sans soleil is fucking amazing it's a really powerful slow song and then uh you got blue spade which george their screamer actually uh sings kind of like a monotone sing but it really works for him and then you do have a newer newer kind of closer type of song with the world stops turning which is probably one of the best closers you'll ever hear in my opinion um for this genre of music so yeah that's uh, lexus on fire otherness number four uh number three is specter by stick to your guns an album that i just had no expectations for i just i mean they're a great band but for whatever reason on initial release uh weapon didn't really do it for me um i remember that i remember the singles you were kind of like well more "Eh." of this than them i was okay with
2: well but that one yeah but that one also sat with you a while you know what i mean that album that single was out for a while
1: well i think uh, and it's
2: heavier than weapon
1: yeah i just think um this album should have also had dove and fist on it i don't know why they didn't put it on here that kind of bothered me I mean, but that's, uh, that had been out for a while no no it's been out since 2019 and it was just on a pure noise records uh tour sampler but i just think that song is fucking incredible although although i'm pretty sure that specter had been done by like 2020 yeah and i just think it should they have been had on it, they had it done before covid yeah um but with songs like who dares wins uh a world to win open my head is really good liberate but i think the shine is probably the best song on the record um jesse's just really good at writing songs the whole crew is good at writing and just being performers and their musicianship's amazing uh they're just a really consistent band full of amazing members who are really good live so um i don't i hope to always love this band i don't agree with the lyrics sometimes just because i just see things differently but i still love and respect these guys so much because they've been so kind to to us if we've you know when we talked to them at Van's warp tour the last one um all of them were extremely sweet but they have make really good music and i love them to death you know josh james being from evergreen terrace and his own project casey jones it's just really cool to see these guys still going strong and continuing to make really good music so i put them at number three uh number two is thornhill um the the tones of 2022 um basically they just kind of really leaned into their sound of it's kind of sounding like tones, like a nine inch nails kind of like a it really sounds like they have just wanted to go like to with the early 2000s sound and i think taking inspiration from those bands and other bands in that era um, is perfectly fine because i think these guys killed it and made it their own sound and put their unique twist on it um, but my most played song this entire year is Hollywood off that album it's easily the best song on the album but uh i think um there's no doubt about it start to finish it's one of the best albums you'll probably hear um closing it out with hero heroin is really fucking cool um raw is a great song it's another single and then Casano- Casanova is a single from last year archangel was the first single off this uh album before hollywood but um yeah leather Wings, hellfire club i mean there's some seriously good songs on this album so please check it out if you haven't and then uh at number one <clears throat> before we talk about some runner-ups uh is obsidian by north lane um, i just think it's Northlane's best album yet and coming off of their last record alien a lot of people didn't see how they could follow that up in the fan base and uh, i think they did it immediately i already felt like they did it immediately with a with an opener like clarity um i have probably listened to clarity twice as much as any of the other songs on the record just had a really good time listening to it uh i think north lane's just extremely fucking talented at honing in on a sound that they can can make and make it sound as good as possible for the fans so that was really fucking cool and it just felt like a treat to listen to that album because it came out pretty early it came out in may i think um, I'm sorry, it came out in April. um but yeah, it's just a really good album with songs like uh Carbonize you know their their singles are Carbonized Clockwork, Echo Chamber and Plenty uh I think the weakest song on the album is 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 this a test with Abomination right after it, but with songs like Zen and Cypher, Nova in and Almorata uh Obsidian, and then closing out the album Dark Solitaire, I mean it's fucking insane. Plenty's is a really good song. All the singles are great, you know, like I said all the singles are great. But opening with Clarity was really fucking cool. So I um, can't wait to see them perform some of these songs live uh coming here soon in the new year. And then uh runner ups would be Bad Omens. <clears throat> um I think uh some of the songs on the album are stupid. They're just like they're just like useless songs, so I couldn't put them on the list. Um, they were like right there with Architects, because like I said, Architects has a couple of bad songs, in my opinion. But um I still think the songs that they do well are out of this world. And I can't I'm so excited to see them basically blowing up because of this album Um kind of skyrocketing in the industry right now in terms of the genre. So uh, I think they're great. And then um Royal Coda is the other runner up for the top five. Um, we saw them live with Dance Gavin at House of Luz Anaheim and I've known about them, but um I thought they did really good their album Compassion. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I think um no, it's not Compassion. I got the wrong one. Um nope. Hold on. It's like one of their main singles, but their main like it like it's fucking good. We slowly uh, lose hope for things. Um, can't see the rest of it right now, but yeah, that single is fucking insane. And to see them play it live, you know, Kurt Travis, the singing it live was incredible, and it was really a sight to see. Uh, these guys live were damn near flawless. Uh, I really enjoyed seeing them. And then just, uh, I'm not gonna lie, dude, I forgot we went and saw them with dance. Yeah, me too. Until I said it out louder now, or until I get clicked. Um. and then a very last record real quick just as another like shout out slash follow-up to what could have been top five is a eulogy for those still here by counterparts uh the entire album from start to finish is amazing i just the bands i listen to all the time just came up top for me but counterparts has been killing it every time we've seen them live in the last four years or whatever they were great because we saw them live At the House of Blues with Stick to Your Guns and Architects, and they were amazing there. So, good shit. But yeah, that's uh, my top five and a couple runner-ups. Parkway Drive could have also been there. Um, It's just their sound has been the same since I.R. for me as a fan, and they will never be Killing with a Smile and Horizons again. So, they're just they're really good dudes. And I know like all I know if they were to play the entire album live, it'd be amazing. And that's good enough for me because I like them more as a live band now than listening to them on record nice yeah i
2: mean i i agree with that we talk about that all the time yeah uh well i guess i'll uh jump in here <clears throat> i i had uh somebody else at number five and then as uh the year has been closing in i I've, <clears throat> I've uh looked at some of the other people's lists and stuff and like oh you know let me check out this band and. Um, the only reason they're at number five is cause I've only been listening to them for about a month and they're called Ithaca. They're like a, I don't know, I guess they're kind of like a hardcore band, female fronted, um, hardcore band, I would say more metalcore, or, um, but they're fucking awesome. I continuously have listened to that album for like three, four weeks now. And, um, I really just honestly kind of fell in love with it. Um, so they get to be at number five and that's just because I just found them. Um, the, the girl, I should have looked her name up. The woman that's the front woman that sings is uh, amazing. She's got a really deep, she kind of goes all over the place with her scream, to be honest, but then her singing is really good. And the musicians, the musicianship on the record is just really good too. And, um, Again, I just started listening to them, so I haven't, like, dived deep into lyrics or anything, but it seems like they are kind of taking on some heavier lyrics um, with, um, you know, like, weight and um, the idea of kind of looking at yourself and kind of hating yourself a little bit, I think. Um, I can't remember what the song is. It's called Camera Eats First. And uh, they have a music video for that. And uh, anyway, they're just really good. Uh, I do advise to check them out. They do have two records. The first one I've not listened to as much because I've just been going back to their uh, their new one. And that one's that one's called They Fear Us. In case anybody wants to go check that one out, um, the my fourth in the row. Uh, my fourth is uh, is an album that. You know, I wasn't, um, I really didn't think I was going to like it as much as I did, but it's Census Fails, newest record, um, Hell is in Your Head. There's numerous reasons, you know, Census Fail was like a high school band for me. And um, by the time it was like 2008, 2009, I think they put out Life is Not a Waiting Room. That was kind of where I fell off and they had like four or five other records. And I've kind of dabbled in with them here and there. But for some reason, Hell is in Your Head came out. I think it was the single uh, that came out that I was like, oh, okay. And, you know, that actually caught my attention and made me want to listen to it. Um, the End of the World, A Game of Chess, featuring the singer from Sea Space Cowboy. Um, oh, you know what it was? It was also that Lush Rimba song that I had heard a couple... I'm like whatever, a year or two ago, they threw it on the record too. So I was like, okay, well, I'll check that out as, again as well. But I just like, it's just a good record. It's kind of all over the place. There's some heavier stuff. There's some pop punky stuff. There's some slow stuff. The other track that really kind of resonated with me, just because I, I guess probably just because I have kids and I heard him talk about his daughter because I don't know if uh, Buddy think Buddy thought he could have kids or something like that. Or just wasn't going to have kids, but the last song in the album "Grow Away from Me" is about his daughter and kind of what Buddy deals with, and then in um, you know mentally, basically, and then kind of how he. It's kind of if you read the lyrics, um, it's actually kind of um, I don't know. My Britton said it was a little depressing because I we listened to it, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but. That's one of my favorite records of the year. I keep coming back to that one. Excuse me. Sorry, I had to clear my throat a little bit. Um, and uh, yeah, so this one just, it was one of my favorites. I mean, Spencer Charnis is on there too from Ice and Kills. That's a good song. Like I said, they just kind of have a, a good, eclectic amount of songs on there. And then number three. Uh, I can't really say much more than what you said about it, but Northlane, Obsidian. Um, I I agree with pretty much every damn thing you said, except I actually like, is this a test? I think it's a good breaking point between the, the album because of the, what, 13 songs that are on there.
1: Well, I think live, um, it would be good. I just think when you listen to it on the record, it throws me off. Like, I, I'm not, I don't it, feel it. It like... does.
2: It does. It's a different song. I think you just, dis- was that the song where you kind of described it as a kind of a 90s,
1: kind of uh, well I'd say Nova's 90 like is it the 90s. Nova? Okay, I'm sorry but is this a test is like a really good interlude that would be perfect live I just yeah think. with
2: 13 songs it literally breaks up in the middle of the record and I think that's probably why it's at number trek seven
1: you know um probably because right after that it, get, it just gets going
2: it just gets going I mean Zen cipher Nova Emirata obsidian dark salt there I mean this whole record is very good. It's so good, actually. Yeah, I love it today. It is their best record. Yeah, um, Node was their record where I really got into them. Um, yeah, same. Mesmer was okay, and actually, it's it, not that bad when you yeah, listen to it now.
1: I was gonna say when you go back, it's actually not too bad. It's I think just, Node just kind of was so so good that Mesmer yeah. kind of fell off a little bit. Well, Mesmer felt like a. You remember like the color morale when they first came out, and then you hear like the next album, and mm. it just sounds extremely produced and generic. That's kind of how Mesmer sounds to me with the guitars and stuff. And then when you go to Alien, you like, all right, Buck. You're like, oh, shit.
2: And then when you're like, oh, shit, Alien's so good. And then Obsidian comes out. And I think um, one of the big things for me is I just respect them so much for taking, uh, doing this themselves. You know, I'm pretty sure they, uh, I think one of their guys produced it. They self-released it. Um the vi- I got two of the vinyls and not that it really matters, but they're done so well compared to some other ones, you know? Um I mean, just every, that's kind of, for me, it's not just like, Oh, the music's good. It's like, okay, well, there's gotta be something behind it for me to to put it on a list or something and just really love it. And again, the music, every single song is very fucking good. Um, so that's my number three. And like, you know, you, you hit all, all the, the right cues on that one. I mean even the singles, I mean think about that Clockwork when that came out. Yeah. That was such a good song.
1: Yeah, it was like okay,
2: well they were on the right path and that was in oh man, that was like, released that was released in March of 2021.
1: Yeah, and that was like for like a Rainbow Six tournament and the Yeah, uh, it, was, it became
2: tour. their their theme song for that, yeah.
1: But uh yeah, I over listened to the fuck out of that song for the album came out mm-hmm. And but, then you know,
2: Echo Chamber came out and that video was hilarious because of the stupid you know because covid and whatnot but that's not really good it's just a really good song plenty's great carbonize is great those are their singles like you said and um and just getting but again just as you said stated clarity you, you put the not knowing what we're gonna get right clarity comes on and it's just like holy shit six minutes and even then in between the song you're like oh it's over it's not over it's the same song you know, so it's yeah. just an amazing album. If you haven't listened to North Lane Subsidian, you really need to do so because you're
1: messing up. Yeah, Clarity, I mean, literally hits like every musical note that I want to hear in metalcore. <laughs> so it's just fucking wild. Anyways, yeah. And then
2: uh, for me, number two is Color Decay by The Devil Wears Prada. Um, I really enjoyed the act. meant to be top five (laughs) yeah i was gonna say you Mm -hmm. fucked up you didn't i did at all
1: yeah no that meant to be top five and architects was the runner-up because of that yeah go ahead everything you're gonna say is probably something i agree with because i think Um, it's their best record
2: well i really enjoyed the act um again another band that i was pretty heavy into like between 2006 and 2012 somewhere in there yeah they kind of fell off a little bit or i stopped listening a little bit you know like kind of dabbled in it but nothing like i didn't sit there and listen to that they weren't my favorite band but when the act came out it was just the right time and i really actually loved that record and it's good and then these singles started popping off for color decay sacrifice watchtower salt time um well i think those were all yeah no those came out and broken yeah and broken and holy shit dude like every single just got better um the music video that went along with, I believe it's Watchtower. Is that the one with the drone on the beginning? No, it's not. That's Sacrifice. Yeah. Watchtower there in the prison or something. Looks like they're in an old warehouse or a prison yeah. or some shit. Yeah. Anyway, the music video for Sacrifice is really well uh done. Um to cap it off, I mean, the rest of the songs on the record are just as good as the singles. Um also, we went and saw them uh, in August, which was freaking great, as we discussed earlier. But um, the the show that they put on was amazing. They played, I think, three songs off of here. I think it was Watchtower, Sacrifice, and was it Time? I don't remember. It was Salt. But um,
1: yeah, I mean, I, there's not much else I can say
2: besides this is a fucking awesome record by a band that's been doing it for forever um and it was just hard to believe that that's what they put out again with the act um the way that it was and how much i enjoyed that one you know i didn't really think they could t- kind of top it but they they freaking did eight albums later you know color decay is their best record everything about that record the heaviness the compose composition the, the you know the synth and everything that they bring in from uh, I, I don't know i can't remember their guys what his name is do you remember his name? What the band member? Um, Jonathan Gearing, um, he's awesome. He does the keyboard synth program backing vocals. Um, he's fucking great. I think because he when he got brought in, I think they started kind of stepping up and doing a couple different things, and even um Jeremy and his singing is
1: elevated. Now he's playing guitar too, and yeah, yeah. I just doing a lot of awesome shit. Yeah, I just think this album's so good. I, I don't know how I skipped over it too, because it's literally one of my favorites this year. I, I mean I think it'd literally be number two. I don't know how I fucked that up. But uh nah dude, like <laughs> this album's so good. Fire's fucking sick. All the singles are great. Um this song starts off with exhibition, just gets you right into it. Um, nothing held back, ends with cancer. So it's um it's a remarkable album and it's so cool to see these guys who in my opinion, because, you know, they kind of started blowing up with the data, remember, and you can see one went skyrocketed, one didn't. Um, no offense to them, it's just things happen differently and not everyone's going to have the same success. <clears throat> but now they're back to being as best as they could possibly be. Uh, they sold out the House of Blues show that we went to. Um, no, they're, do- they're doing so good, and that's what uh, Jeremy was kind of saying, too, because they sold out that night. Like, you've never sold out California, you know, as a headliner. So... Um, I, uh, <clears throat> if they keep writing like this, then, um, it's definitely not too late for them to continue blowing up like they are.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm excited what the, to see what they do next. I'm very excited to, to go to that August Burns Red show with them on it and, uh, get to see them again. I mean, they'll play, probably play some new stuff off of the, the new record we haven't seen. Yeah. Live. And then my number one, um, is Bad Omens. I fucking love that record.
1: I it's very good. Don't agree with
2: what you said, but I can understand why you say it. With like some of the songs being,
1: um, kind of the same shit, but also like inter- interludes on their own. And yeah, I didn't
2: agree. Sometimes, you know, um, they are a little bit. Um, I just, for me, it kind of came out of nowhere. I think the first song I heard was "Artificial Suicide." and um and then I got into the record and I uh hang on one second sorry you know I don't think that there's really a bad song on here for me um you know they kind of are all over the place there's there's heavy stuff um there's more melodic stuff there's kind of a lot of um electronics and synth and, and whatnot and again I can understand why some people may not enjoy this record but
1: it's definitely like three EPs put together for sure
2: yeah it is kind of yeah for sure there's a lot of different songs on them Um, but I I don't know this is my favorite record
1: yeah I'm looking I at started, the song list right now I understand what songs I was talking about but I've listened to this from start to finish while working out and it's a, it's just a really good album yeah yeah these guys know what they're doing too
2: yeah and then you know and, and and i didn't really listen to them um in the beginning i know that i had heard the worst in me off of their first record and i thought that that was a really good song but i never really gave them a chance for whatever reason um and then didn't listen to their 2019 record finding god before god finds me but after listening to it um the death of peace of mind and kind of going backwards as like, and these are they're solid records too.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, the death of peace of mind just is a, the real progression of the band. And um, I'm just really excited to see where they go too. I think that they have a lot of awesome things going on. Um, my favorite song. I mean, God, there's a lot, but like, just pretend like a villain, nowhere to go. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of really good songs in here. Artificial suicide.
1: How many fun songs to sing along to?
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I will be trying to see them next year or this year, sorry, uh, whenever they get back out to California since I missed them on the last one. But, yeah, that is the number one for me. There is a lot of, I mean, we could have done them top 20, you know, <laughs> I mean, Pretty at least much. I should have. Um, but honorable, honorable mentions, uh, Alexis on fire because. It's fucking Alex on fire. I agree with pretty much every single damn thing. You said, again, we've talked about these records. So you said exactly what I would probably say. Um, I do wish that they had put the singles on there. I think that might have made it a better record. I don't know. It would have been long, but um, I think maybe they could have cut some, trimmed some fat and then put those singles on there. Although I'm sure the singles had been out for a little bit as well too. Hollow Front was really good. Yes. Hollow Front's, but I mean Holofront does what they do and they do it well. And
1: it's where um, they can sound the same and they still find a way to make it just different enough to where it's like, I'm okay with this.
2: Well, I think they did a lot of if I remember correctly, I haven't listened to the record in a little bit. A couple, maybe like the full record. Um I feel like maybe the song structuring was good, was better. The guitars and I can't remember his name, the singer, a guitarist singer. Yeah, I um, I felt like his his uh he did a lot more he had more um to do in this in this songs and it was just i don't know man they were fucking awesome um that's a good record from the year uh Darko us is fucking awesome uh it's heavy as all hell um and it's amazing that it's just two dudes to me it's amazing i mean i know it's not these guys are musicians for a reason Um, but what they do and what they're able to do together with just the two of them as far as I know uh, is pretty fucking cool Um, so if you haven't checked that out they just literally put a EP out on Friday the 31st as well or I'm sorry the 30th I think it was and Parkway Drive was another one that's again like Ryan said it's solid um it's Parkway Drive they just do what they do um I agree with what he said as well where you know we're never going to get a killing with a smile and a Horizons Deep Blue uh, fucking Atlas we're not even going to get it. um but I still enjoy those guys you know I'll always listen to them they're one of my favorite bands and that record's pretty good for what it is I think it'll be like again it'll be way better live for sure um Stick to Your Guns, Spectre, probably would have been number six just because um, it's fucking Stick to Your Guns and I love them, honestly. I mean, the record's amazing too. Um, They did a weird, not weird, but they did a different song, kind of soft song that I'm, open your head. That was one of my favorite songs of of the year, not only by them, but just in general. And then the only other one I could think of real quick was like Straight from the Path. I mean, straight from the path they're fucking great too
1: yeah it's just doing what they do best yeah and just think like their singles their most popular songs from the album is what makes the album stick out
2: i love the well i mean everybody in the band's so good but i love craig reynolds the drummer's fucking awesome
1: tom's great i mean tom's amazing i love tom yeah
2: so they're just another band they probably would have been around six or seven somewhere around yeah 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 they would have been right there so
1: they're great live and tom i don't know i fucking love tom got a soft spot for that dude uh is there any stinkers this year? Because I have one that was like utter dog shit in my opinion. Oh, man. And I thought yeah, I got had so much one. I got potential. One right off
2: the top of my head.
1: Mine's electric callboy. It's mm. really bad. It's- I-, I think it's so fucking bad. It pisses it pissed me off how bad it was. Like I-, I literally deleted it. I was like, fuck this.
2: Yeah, it definitely they hyped it up with their singles
1: but well, singles are yeah. good that's they're what I'm fun. saying yeah they're so fun and then, and then the you listen to the record not... and you're like what is this shit like what, yeah. what the fuck yeah I, that's a good call I'm, I'm pretty bothered about, about, about that that. One, but
2: no that's a good call um I would say Architects for me just because I just yeah. really didn't enjoy that album I mean there's some good songs on there Doom scrolling. I think the singles were pretty good um but that's kind of where I fall off on the rest of the album honestly I mean I'll have to try it again but um uh, trying to think if there was anything else that was kind of really shit
1: um yeah i hate
2: saying that too because i I
1: hate saying it too because like electric callboys seem like really nice people too because they're all like the youtubers channels and stuff doing you know work with them and really appreciating all the reactions everyone's doing to their music because their videos are fun but it's Mm -hmm. like damn dude that record is not good at all
2: no i think they um they missed the mark for sure
1: yeah, they really did. I mean, it's fine. They're still doing good. They're still blowing up. And uh, I can't wait to see what they do still. Like, I I still like the guys a lot. And uh, like I said, I, I love their singles, but I just listen to the album. Like, Mind Reader's probably the biggest, like, non-single that's on the album. And, like, that song sucks, too. So I I was pretty sad because uh, I think I was really looking forward to it, you know, with how, how awesome their music is. And then... Man, you check that shit out and you're like, ooh. But uh yeah, pretty solid top five lists and runner-ups between the both of us. It's been a great year for music. I don't know how I don't know how next year is gonna top it just because so many bands released music this year and singles. Well,
2: and, stuff. and I think I'm hoping we'll see what happens, right? And I agree with what you just said too. Um, but I feel like there was a couple bands, Stick Your Guns for sure, who um they've sat on that record due to COVID. Yeah so they literally said in one of their podcasts in 2021 that they have the record we're just not going to put it out till we can tour on it
1: oh that makes sense
2: so i'm hoping that that you know i think we'll i think we're going to get a ghost inside album yeah i think
1: ghost inside and a day to remember
2: i think a day to remember because i i think um
1: that last miracle was such a good song god damn Um and then uh make them suffer, you know, Doom Switch came out and that's oh, a for sure. sick song. Uh um, yeah, I'm
2: hoping that I mean I think that's coming out soon. Maybe Not in everything. Heart's
1: Wake, maybe they got something else coming up. Because cool. uh, I really love fucking 20 2033, whatever the fuck the album's called. Uh I think that's their best one, so <clears throat> which is very crazy to say because their first two are fucking amazing too, and we saw them perform live a lot. <clears throat> Yeah, but, uh,
2: I'm trying to think if there's anything else that came out that I was just like, oh, wow, this is fucking horrible. I mean,
1: yeah. There's so much
2: that came out. That it's
1: Well, I think um, um, Void of Visions, so we have Chronicles 2 Heaven EP. They do a Chronicles right now. So Chronicles 1 came out in October and I forgot to listen to it, but Chronicles 2 is really, really good. And then Chronicles 3 came out and it sucks ass. So <laughs> like, I don't think it's good. I'm going to listen to it again. Cause I hope I'm wrong, but like, I think Chronicles three is terrible. Um, They, they don't, they're really kind of following the North, the Thornhill suit right now. And they've mm-hmm. worked with those guys. So I think that's where they took inspiration from as their own friends. So they're kind of all over the place trying to look like early, late nineties people lead singer. looks like he could have been an orgy music video. So yeah. <laughs> do you, um, have a, do you have a,
2: you have an EP maybe that you really liked from the year.
1: Yeah, let me double check. Um, I wish, you World mine. Di- I wish World Divided would make a fucking record or an EP because I, yeah, I, really be do. I think he's extremely downtown. We could probably have him on the podcast because I've talked to him before. He's awesome. He's we a should... really nice guy. I'll probably try to reach out to him so he can talk about himself. Because I think What's the guy's... His, uh, Levi, the... right? Yeah, he's just fucking legit. Uh, my favorite EP of the year will be from Nightlife. It's literally... In indie rock it's like shoegaze oh it's, that one
2: that, yeah I think you sent me that
1: it's just the dudes are cool they seem legit um Kubla Khan Kubla mine yeah that one's fucking killer um god I like Ashen too just because they're French metalcore and it's just like kind of cool the guy's voice I like his guy I like his voice um their song Nowhere is really good um Oh, yeah, Ocean Grove's album sucked, too. Their singles well, are they better than their... and I, yeah, I just think their singles are better than the actual like release. Um, You know what? I'm going to give it to Void of Vision for Chronicles 2, which I was just talking about. So they have uh, Berghain, Dominatrix, Into the Dark, which is the main single from that uh, EP. Dominatrix Into... Is good. Into the Dark is insane. St. Miserable is great. And then Altar is a great finisher. I um, I really do like that EP. And uh, I'm going to give it to him.
2: Hang on a second. I'll get one that you missed that you... I think you liked it. Um, One second. I believe it was an EP. Yeah, it was. Throne. Oh, that was in 2021, so we missed it. Never mind. Why does it say 2022?
1: What? Throne? Why does that sound familiar?
2: T-H-R-O-W-N. Look.
1: Oh, yeah, that's last year.
2: Isn't it? Well, it says twenty twenty two. Then it says twenty twenty one. I don't fucking know.
1: Yeah, throw that's them. a great EP,
2: though. So. Yeah, those guys are cool, man. I didn't find them till till then. So, but yeah, man. Um, lots of good music. I'm pretty excited about the next year this year coming up and what's what's going to happen. Any um, anybody else that you're wishing that they uh, write
1: a record? Tears.
2: well i mean somebody that's active oh i'll still
1: still remains yeah uh, i'm just trying to i'm trying to speak some of my old favorite bands back into existence <laughs> um i think if i really wanted somebody to write or you know release something next year gosh give me a second oh black queen yeah
2: no, i think that's coming
1: i want black queen number three back Yeah, i think
2: i think that's coming
1: so fucking bad. It's oh, I have and, and, to send you one of
2: the tracks. I found this. I like I told you earlier, I was listening to or I was trying to find you know different things and kind of see what people were listening to. So I was on the PRP and uh they had a whole section or they had a whole post that was like post your top albums down in the comment section. So I was kind of reading some of these people that were posting stuff. And this girl, she she put her top 10, but she also put like a little paragraph for everything that. You know, and I was like, oh, okay. So I literally almost checked out every single thing she put, but I found I ran across this and you'll like this. So I'll send it to you. It's called Carpenter Brute. Mm-hmm. I'll send you the whole record, but track four has Greg on it and it just sounds like a Black Queen song.
1: Nice. Um, I also would hope that Joey Valence makes a record too with Bray. Um, these are like these two guys the two who do the rappers, right? Yeah, I love them. I think they're amazing. I think they, they're
2: awesome. I mean, I don't really listen to them that much, but when I do see them or hear them, I mean, I think they're fucking great.
1: Yeah, they just sound like BC Boys and really mm-hmm. super classic hip hop, just really having a fun time with it. And um they seem really talented. So I, I hope that they keep blowing up because they seem like genuine dudes who just are really having fun. Yeah. So
2: yeah oh um, you know i'm i'm hoping that you know moths comes out with a new record
1: yep there we go there's
2: a, like there's Moth, a... i want to see like moths come out with a new one um ghost inside i think is coming for sure yeah in heart's wake would be cool um uh, what else Gosh,
1: i don't know who else that's a tough one man I mean, like
2: you said a lot of bands but i mean you know silent planet put out a record last year Silverstein put out a record last year. I think Invent Invent Animate is coming out with a new record, but um I mean we may we fuck, I hope not, but we may be a little stale on new albums this year. I think so. I think it's art is like murder. That. I know there were theirs is coming out.
1: I wouldn't mind seeing uh the word alive just to see if they change anything up or go back to their older roots. Didn't they just um, put something out? Put oh, something I don't out? know. I Am Abomination, if they come out with something, that'd be cool. Um, Because I thought their last... Oh, Kingdom of Giants. I would love to see how they follow up with Passenger. Yeah. Because that came out in 2020. And uh, they really put themselves back on the market. And I hope that they're finding success. success Because I think Passenger is easily one of the best albums that came out that year. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I love so many damn things about this album. It's just straight metalcore with synth. And, and like retro 80s kind of sense too. like they fucking nailed it uh and i sent you that but that's not what i thought it was um but uh yeah so we'll have to see what happens um we'll keep doing our band profiles which is kind of how this podcast started where we kind of just talk about a band and favorite concert from them favorite record you know debate it out and our experience with them as a fan um
2: you know, listening I mean, think we should them. do Devil
1: Wears Prada. Oh man, that might be difficult. Yeah, that's gonna take a while. Well, we wanted to do Deftones for a while, but that one's just oh, because
2: Joe was gonna come on.
1: Yeah, but that means I that means I have to actually listen to them. So I don't know. Yeah, I it's love that. De- I like Deftones for who they are, and I think they're like marquee uh, artists in the industry. Like we, you know, who knows what the industry would be like without them but that doesn't mean I don't really like a lot of their stuff. <laughs> well, I,
2: yeah, I mean, we don't have to get into it, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I just think uh, Koino Yukon is just easily their best record, bar none. Man, I that's
2: don't. tough because I agree with that, but also –
1: I mean, Diamond Eyes is right no, there too,
2: but – Oh, shit. i still still thinking White Pony.
1: White Pony is fantastic. I think White Pony is great, there, but know. I
2: think White Pony is – especially for me and especially for like Chris and probably even like a Joe – yeah, because of when that came out i mean that was such a fucking i mean it still holds up but it was yeah, such it, a hit it was so good
1: it's like monumental like it mm-hmm. took everyone by storm like no one saw that coming
2: yeah but diamond eyes was another one that kind of was like oh shit
1: and then well, diamond the, eyes was well yeah. diamond eyes came out you know after you know because their last record before diamond eyes wasn't really that successful um saturday night like, wrist yeah in terms of like fan reception but diamond eyes came back and was like whoa yeah, that, that was the whole thing.
2: That was the whole thing. That's what I was thinking of. You know, that's why Diamond was so good. It's kind of
1: and then somehow you know, the next one, Quan Yukon, just said, "Yeah, we we could do this again." And honestly, Gore is not that bad either. It's okay, right? So right.
2: Well, and the other thing too.
1: Now that I'm looking at it,
2: um, God, we don't need to talk about this. But you know, White Pony, God, White Pony was 2000 to 2002. <clears throat> yeah. Then they had their self-titled Deftones, which is not bad. I actually enjoy that record. Um, 2002, somewhere between 2002 and 2005. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> then Saturday Night Wrist came out real quick, but that one sucks. Besides, I think, maybe two songs. Yeah. And they were working on um, a new record called Eros, which I don't know if they'll ever put out because I think it was pretty much close to done. And then their bassist passed away. hmm that's where the hiatus was you know plus it was like oh well saturday night Risk wasn't that great i don't think a lot of people liked it and then um their bases passed away so and then diamond Eyes came out
1: well, you know well thank you guys for listening to the core collective podcast we're really excited to kind of get back into this um i sound fine where i'm actually recording at in my room because i was trying to make it like a studio type space in the new house but i think i'm just gonna stay where i'm at um really excited to kind of push out episodes again with these guys we will have brian back on he just couldn't make it today because he's drunk probably oh, from fucking. last night fucking bitch um but yeah no we're excited but maybe we'll do uh Brady did to get dance cabin dance so maybe we'll do something that all three of us can really just jump in on it sucks that he doesn't like lincoln park because i'd like to do them too because they're kind of interesting Maybe Adima's next. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I know. My love for that band is stupid. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Hey, dude, those first two records are legit. Um, love them. Anyways, uh, thank you guys for listening. It's really fucking fun to do this again. Eric, do you have anything else to say before we wrap this up?
2: Nope. I'm just excited we got to do this and uh, kind of talk about what we've been listening to and hopefully the we'll uh, do some more. Like you said,
1: that's it. Yeah, so we'll see you guys in the next episode. Happy New Year to you all. Hope you had a great year, or a great 2022, and uh, we'll see you in 2023.
2: Happy New Year, everybody.
1: Bye. Bye.